Hello, everyone, and welcome um, back to Art and Labor Proper. Um, I'm your host, OK Fox. With me, my also host, I don't even want to say co-host, because that just implies a hierarchy that doesn't exist, uh, Sarah Crow. Hi, Sarah. Nice. <laughs> nice to have you back on the podcast. We uh, we did, like, panel week. I can just do uh, a guest spot a couple more times. I'll get bumped back up to host. <laughs> uh, Sarah, back in the mix. And we're joined by a very special guest, Vera Drew. Hi, hi Vera. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, we're excited to have you. You know, we are ostensibly a podcast um, about art workers, uh, uh, for art workers, and the ongoing struggle to survive um, in the art industries, um, which... Uh, your movie is completely in line with like thinking uh, our line of thinking, I feel. Um, so uh, just we're really excited to, to be able to watch it because it's, uh, it's a rare link right now. Um, and we're just excited to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love the show. I mean, like I was I've been I've been kind of hiding in the shadows for a few months Um Cause I was uh, mostly just cause I was tired cause yep. I finished the movie and then immediately yeah. went to another country and premiered it. But, um, I was really, I was really looking forward to this, to this talk for the, for those reasons that you highlighted. Yeah. You can uh, do I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been fo- like, I, I think Sarah too, like we've been following the, the production from, <laughs> kind of from the beginning because like, oh um big you know big fans of yours like you know uh, there's some crossover friendships uh involved like our you know friend of the show alec robbins is uh involved and um just knew it would be uh like it, it was it's just so in line with a lot of like um queer art thinking contemporary thinking right now um when when Vera was asking for clips of uh, like trans performers doing clown stuff, I'm like, I have a clip. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, um, you know, in pre pandemic, we were all the Joker. We were all Joker fied after um, the ruling class crushed the Bernie Sanders campaign. Um, oh yeah of us. yeah no it's so <laughs> it's so weird to think back to that to that time because that really was when my jokerfication started but I, I think it like it's just like i don't know like early 2020 is such just like an emotional black hole for me now that like i just can't even remember i don't know like i can't i don't remember that entire year really like i i, I, I remember it on an intellectual level like i remember the facts the, the kids are like literally already uh nostalgia tripping and doing like uh do oh, no. throwback TikToks oh, no. to, to dalgona coffee if you were wondering that's what's oh, no. up on my remember when we just thought we were missing school you know um oh it was just a fun extended snow day i mean so my Joker performance was February 2020, and it, and I literally said um, I was dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog as the Joker, and um, it was a it was a Bernie fundraiser like a, as a last right. gasp thing. We kind of knew he was already 
um, the fix was already in, so to speak, <laughs> but we were hope. trying anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember saying, we all have coronavirus and we're going to spread it through some ways. <laughs> Um, which is like completely insane. So like, and, and a lot of people, uh, in, in, in my little social scene were like, that was our last show before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog themed drag night. Um, so I, yeah, that's like that, like following, you know, your like kind of scene on the West coast, like kind of in tandem that was happening, like was like really exciting. Um, it's like, yes, we're all thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, no, it really, it really all, I don't know. It's so funny because I do think the movie was partially born out of like a, like a very selfish thing. I was like, I need to make a movie now. Cause I don't think I'm going to get another shot like this. Like, mm. I don't know, like when COVID started, it really was like, for me, I, I knew it was going to be an ongoing thing. I had it like in, I was, whenever the shutdown first happened in LA, I had it like at that point. Um, yeah. So like, but like it really was a surprise to me when I like I announced that I was what I was hoping to make um, on on my on on my old uh, web series Hot Topics and mm-hmm. like I got the response was just like crazy like it it really was like <laughs> the most emails I've ever gotten in my life like the most and and like I was just so used to like making videos with my friends that I would spend way too much money on and like go into debt and like then need to like take a gig and like and 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 like basically posting those videos and having like 20 people respond to it but having just like an inbox full of people being like no I am completely jokerified I am also the trans joker <laughs> um, how can I help you do this because I am also, uh, yeah, yeah. It's time to rise up and and and, and uh, have some fun with um, IP. Yeah, um, and you know, it is a a movie made during COVID, like there, like, but in but you make it work so much better than like the vast majority of COVID movies because of all of the animation. Absolutely, um, yeah, and like it's just like more streamlined like and the kind of narrative it's kind of like one woman show sort of style narration i think really lends itself to a type of limited production where you can't have too many people on set at the same time um but the animation really is so much fun too and it's just a, a mix of all of these different styles um that's like still really cohesive like it's not overwhelming at, at all like they it, it they all flow cohesively somehow oh thank you thank you <laughs> that uh would suck if you felt otherwise <laughs> well i i mean it's like if someone told were to tell me like yeah it makes oh, totally, all this totally. shit i'd be like how how do they do no that? honestly it really i mean it's like it's it's helpful that like like when Cause I wrote, I wrote the movie, I wrote the movie with a lot of people, but my, my primary co-writer was, was Brie LaRose, uh, who was a writer on Lady Dynamite and, um, Arrested mm. Development and, uh, 
is also very gay and very upset. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's why we worked very well together. But, we, you know, like the the writing of it, in the writing of it, we were very consciously planning the production of it. And like, you know, like, there, there were entire sequences where it's like, okay, this, this obviously needs to be animated. Um, you know, like for instance, like there, there's a, you know, there's a whole love scene in the movie. Like I really wanted that to, to be animated so that I wasn't uh, reliving <laughs> a <Yeah>. love scene <laughs> with, uh, with an ex. Uh, Cause oh, so man. much of this movie was me like processing trauma and stuff, like really creating a safe space for myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I already suffer enough for my art. I don't need to. <laughs> You're like literally putting yourself out there. Like, like, so like that's like in, in like the, yeah. In the, the one woman show tradition, which is like a really like healing kind of theatrical process, like for a lot of people. Um, yeah, so. no, I mean, it really, it, it, uh, and look, it, it was, it was helpful that going into it, you know, like with a fucking Joker army of like talented artists and musicians and animators who like, they yeah. all knew that this at the end of the day was like a very autobiographical, very personal thing. Um, and yeah, it's like endlessly moving to me that one person wanted to do this, like do this with me. Cause it was, it is so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassingly personal. It's an embarrassingly personal movie about very much about my life. <laughs> well, but it, at the same time, like it shares a lot of like collective um, feelings and like it's, and, and like, you know, in the movie it's addressed as like, you're the, the, the Joker, like that's gonna, the, the, you are the people's Joker. <laughs> Um, meaning like it's, it's not necessarily just your own personal story. It's something that's like being, um, channeled. Like uh, when, uh, when I think about like queer art, I often think like we're, we're all kind of channeling each other and channeling the past yeah. in these, like, in, in these really, like, it's, it's hard to, like, it's like, sometimes I'm like, I well, literally I'm, am channeling Jack Smith or whatever. Like I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> we look to the archetypes of, and like <laughs> things that you can to like, like for, and like the movie is about, is about that. It's about like hunting for identity in media or in politics or in like, you know, queer communities or comedy or god forbid alternative comedy and like yeah like i mean that's why um yeah it's like and how definitely... how can that be liberatory instead of compartmental like compartmentalizing into like an individual and in, in, like this very like individualistic kind of mindset which like like it, that's that's like a really interesting kind of uh i guess dialectic that you're playing with um uh it's exciting to me like to to try to figure that out because I think a lot of liberals want to, you know, cynically kind of use our identities for like cheap political points. Um, and that kind of makes it harder for us to operate in the real world. 
where we're actually, you know, especially those of us in the working class, like encountering um, people who have never met a trans person before and like only know trans people from the way the media portrays us, um, the ruling class media portrays us, um, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just appreciate the, the way that you are approaching it um, as, as like, it is your personal story and it's a, um, it's a, it, 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 it has to do with your com- community lifting you up. And, but then also like, uh, like it, you do doing that in return. Um, like with all these animators, um, do you want to talk about some of the other animators? I, I saw our, our friend AT Pratt in there, New York guy. Um, oh yeah. Um, and, uh, AT Pratt, put together our red hood um theater exteriors um, oh yeah like our entire boardwalk so like a lot of the movie takes place in this like abandoned amusement park in gotham city uh where joker and her friend penguin start uh an illegal comedy theater like in this like abandoned uh theater um and yeah at pratt put together this like crazy fucking like painting that we then the turned into carnival. like a 3d model um yeah, and I... uh yeah it like the yeah. style comes through there for sure because he's so, so so detailed um yeah well we and also... i think oh, no 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 <laughs> i just wanted to say the 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 love scene i mentioned earlier was animated mm. by um tucker warley uh, I might be pronouncing their name, their last name wrong, uh, but uh, yeah, very ta- another very talented um, person that we worked with. Well, I was gonna um, just say that I think like that it, the very fact that you were able to kind of like the emotional core is what's able to totally unify all of these different styles, and it kind of acts as I think like a visual metaphor for like what a community actually is um we had like also been talking about um about like cool world or how i was thinking about cool world Mm -hmm. as a reference as opposed to something like who framed roger rabbit specifically just because like the very environment itself was also this fantastical element um and i just thought that was like it it was like a really smart way to uh, uh think about like diversity of experience um while also like here's this uh kind of you know emotional storyline that that like everybody kind of has to some extent you know where you know mommy issues and oh yeah you know, <laughs> a queer person with mommy issues yeah. i'll never believe that um <laughs> I mean, like, really, it's, like, to me, like, like a fundamental problem with, like, queer representation in general right now on, like, a mainstream level is it's, 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 it's just, it all just boils down to, like, queer people don't actually really get to talk about their experiences as queer people. It's about, it, it's, it's more, uh, in in relation contextualizing to, it yeah. as like it's 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 about making it palpable to straight cishet audiences 
and like, you know, kind of, yeah, just like contextualizing it for them in a way that they can understand it is straight. Oh, okay. Some, some, some girls kiss each other. That Pixar movie just showed me that. Okay. I can, I can, I can wrap my head around that because I kiss my wife. I am a boy, but I kiss my wife. Um, like that's, that's where we're at with like queer representation. And like, to me, it's funny because it's like, I don't know. I go back and like watch like queer movies from like the nineties and stuff. And like, there, there really are like a lot of like, 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 I watched but I'm a cheerleader on, on the plane ride home uh, recently and um, upset everybody around me with all the girls kissing. Uh, but um, but uh, like, I think like, you know, there's clearly like a personal story in that mm. movie that, and like, it's, it's a movie that I really do think could have been like, it could have been a mainstream movie. It was, it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's so it's heavy, but it, mm-hmm. it makes a really heavy subject so palp like like you can you can watch it. It's very colorful. It's fun. It's so well acted. It's so crazy. And it's like I feel like the narrative around queer cinema is that like you can't you can't it's not sellable. It's not sellable to have mm-hmm. somebody's personal experience in a film. That's what art film does. That's what independent films do. And that's that's complete and total horseshit because Steven Spielberg is making a movie. He just made a movie about his fucking childhood that I saw, got to see in TIFF and that I loved because I love Steven Spielberg. But like, yeah. it's the most personal Steven Spielberger, Spielberger, Spielberg movie ever <laughs> fucking made. Um, right. Like, like to me, in specificity, in personal stories, that is where you actually get close to universal truth. That is like actually Absolutely. where you yeah. can fucking give the audience something to latch onto whether it's as like, like a simple as like, like little things like, Oh, that like my mom used to talk like that or, or like, you know, I, my yeah, dad also I wasn't there when, people, you know, like I left for college or whatever. People are also like all, all on their, their own journey of like self-discovering. I think a lot of the like backlash that queer people um, face are like, it's like resentment from, um, you know, uh, like the the right wing has like, uh, like cl- you know, obviously so much resentment against queer people for like have for for having voices for having space, and and to be like expressing this like, uh, this like kind of freedom to be so so different because I think in like in we all resent the roles that we're given like. Right. cis or queer or what yeah. or, or, or straight or whatever i think well, and people the, don't like those roles and no, don't I mean, like to be treated the way that we're treated growing up um it's such a thin line like <laughs> i don't know it's 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 why it's why like in in the people's joker she watches alex essentially watches alex jones <laughs> like that is that is like like cuz to me it's like there is such a fucking thin line between like incel shit poster and yeah like the anime avatar goes both yeah, ways. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, exactly. It's it really vice, is. Uh, what's the- can I can I say something like truly fucked? Like I like this is like <laughs> extremely um cancelable from me, but not from anyone else here. Uh the pictures of the Colorado sh- shooters mugshot have been going around. Um 
and and everyone's like this this guy's not non-binary i'm like that guy looks like me like he looks like me um and like and that's like and there's like there's something like where i'm like that is so <laughs> fucked up. Like that is like the most like fucked up thought I've had in like, I don't a long know. time. I, well, uh, and I mean uh, the, <laughs> but it's like maybe just gonna stay in my lane here. <laughs> maybe if this fucking guy, like, like he's saying this ironically, he's doing like a you know extreme the mo- like Sam Hyde level black pill, <laughs> like, like. I'm on trial for murdering a bunch of trans pe- and queer people and allies. Um, and I'm going to say I'm non-binary for the lulls to throw the, the libs a curveball or whatever. Um, I, I don't think it's a joke. Personally, I don't think it's, I don't be- really believe in irony. I don't really like believe in like, like things are jokes until they're not. I, I, I think <laughs> what possesses what possesses you to challenge these things are like the reason why like people uh queer people discover themselves and and challenge these things too um and it's so fucked it's so fucked (laughs) i mean i mean the dad uh right the dad was more worried that his that his son was gay then then if uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's probably yeah. gay he's i don't know i don't know i i don't i don't i mean he's probably i mean look let school shooters be trans and gay <laughs> <laughs> i mean like it seriously is like i don't i don't i never like to rush to you know everybody's trans but there is just so clear i mean at the very least like yeah, I feel like I like seeing that video of his dad today kind of told me everything I need to know about who this dude actually is. Like there's something that he was encouraged to not explore um as a child from his dad who also his dad does porn, porn. is that and he was <laughs> like, he was the 12-hour masturbator on on intervention if anyone remembers those classic episodes. Um, oh my god i don't think i ever watched an episode of intervention without crying honestly (laughs) it's one of the most evil why do people why do people turn to hard drug use and like why do people turn to hatred i think there are material reasons why people turn to these things not to excuse them and i do think he deserves to die i i i wish he was (laughs) dead i or they i wish they were dead yeah. I, w- I wish the dad was dead. He seems like a fucking psycho yeah. fascist. Um, because everything failed to catch both these people. Um, for, you know, our, our society has failed, failed so many people, yeah. not just queer people, but straight people too. Like, and the, the fact that straight people, I think it's a failure that there are as many straight people as there are. Because uh, I think if there, like, if there was, well, there just aren't. There just aren't actually this many straight people. There's, I, there's just a I lot of people so. who, who are like, are unexamined, who lead unexamined lives, as far as and, I'm concerned. And you know, when they encounter, when they encounter people who are like, who able to like build community and arts together, it, they get resentful because they're like, they get special treatment from the liberal media. Who is like, because they're doing representational politics too in their own um, backwards way, where they're like, 
well, now we're losing ground to these people. Um, well, and, it's because they're idiots and they're, they're kind of taking things at total face value <laughs> when it's like, right. if you then examine that even one step farther, it's like, there's, there's no real power associated with that representation. I'm like, um, yes, your, you, your dad you is a straight and your dad is like a fucking MMA meth addict. Like, yeah. but you like have a house, like you, yeah. <laughs> like you have like all, a lot of stuff like, and you would be fine in any traditional kind of job setting, but like yeah. that isn't like enough for them. They also want the culture. They also yeah. want the art and they're never going to have that. Cause like, gay people we have we cornered the market on art and you can't really do it without us like yeah, you have to at impossible. least work with us you have to at least like <laughs> somebody's got to paint the sets <laughs> i'm so glad we could address the brutal shooting in this like <laughs> laughing fucked up way like i don't because honestly i don't know how how else the fucking process is it like it's like yeah it yeah it i'm just not pro i'm like i've been just actively not processing it really like it's yeah. kind of and i don't know how much of it is is like a product of just like shootings in general because mm -hmm. like like right. just being a thing we have to hear about mm -hmm. like every single fucking week <laughs> um even though they happen every single day but we hear about the big ones once a week um but that like i mean this is obviously just so specifically fucked up like really all i can do is laugh about it or fully dissociate <laughs> i know i know because then it, it becomes the thing it like this happened during me too also like i like yeah. it it brings me back to, to 2017 where everybody's posting about like their experiences with assault and right everybody's posting about their experiences with with uh you know being hate crimed and uh it's it, it it's like this the internet is this like big bowl this big cipher for us to all like like attempt to process this but i think it's antithetical to addressing the actual problem i think what what is is needed is more like community projects like community art community art spaces um really thinking about like operational security and really thinking about things offline um uh, to 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 address to address this this sort of shit because you know we had a arsonist at a at a who firebombed a, a newer queer club in bushwick and um i think something that's less examined in in these types of events is the role the internet plays in the in making these spaces hyper visible um right yeah to yeah. to people who like wouldn't really think about it otherwise that, that is the thing that's the thing that's like really that i think even just like a lot of trans people don't like think about in in like the context of like what the widespread transphobia that happens it's like really all of this is happening because of the internet like the trans experience has existed for as Forever. long as cis people have existed <laughs> yeah. like it's in the bible it's like it's like literally just like these fucking like yeah these dumbass fucking white trash pieces of shit just have a dial-up connection now and they can go on tumblr and see a girl's dick and get really 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 hard <laughs> 
and then resent themselves for doing so. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's just it's it's really it. But the internet is obviously such a beautiful place too. Like I mean, like I like my movie wouldn't exist without it. Like I really, I'm so glad. Like I I did I was not on Twitter for like the first year of my transition and if i was some sort of life coach that is what i would suggest to every <laughs> trans person don't do it <laughs> like just don't do it because you're gonna like i don't know like i it's it's i mean you can go on twitter and see what happened to an entire generation of tumblr users <laughs> um, but like oh, i don't know it's really it's like <laughs> it's totally I, uh we gotta I think use your it for movie good. i think your movie would exist I think it would like I think like you have like this network of, like I mean I, I I don't know how completely one to one autobiographical the movie is but like you made this scene in the physical world like and like the the internet is a cipher for contacting those people but like without it you would still know how to contact those people um and and but you would find not. another way to to do it, I think. And, I mean, I th- and I it, think it wouldn't like, necessarily have to be this national platform. I don't. Know. But, but it's, it's that, just being theoretical. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I could get like people in my immediate vicinity. I mean, like if we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna talk about a, a hypothetical reality where the internet doesn't exist, yes. I'd love to. I, I'm even wondering how how like how close would I be with my friend Alec, my one of my best yeah. friends, Alec Robbins. <laughs> like Alec Very Robbins online. is one of my best friends, and I'd say most of our interactions exist in an online space. Like I think, I think right. it does. I think it is so integral, even just to the queer experience at this point. But I mean, yeah, like I, 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 I knew, I knew that I was a fucking filmmaker before I knew I was a girl. I was gonna make a movie, maybe this one, something loud <laughs> and annoying and colorful and really fucking gay uh, <laughs> at some point in my life, with or without the internet. <laughs> yeah, I. I- yeah, we we're very determined to 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 make art and like and I just yeah to the younger people who didn't have a, an experience of not being without it that um, we did, it is possible. I just want to just I don't know. I just want to put out that it it is possible to to organize stuff outside outside of it, and, and it might it might be just thinking about it, it might be necessary if we're if we're really. If we're, if we're to the point where we're paralyzed without it, where we are afraid to go outside and and interact with other human beings, then it might be necessary to to figure that out in the future. Um, Definitely, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, watching Twitter kind of dissolve is like proof of that. Like, it really <laughs> is. Like, like we can't. We clearly cannot rely on this <laughs> as the uh, only form of reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, speaking of alternate realities, um, your Joker (laughs) exists in an alternate reality. Um, Joker. I mean, you you thank Joel Schumacher and your mom, obviously, in the in the beginning. (laughs) Um, but I I've been thinking about even even expanding it further. Like, it's so it's so obviously fair use to me that like it's like kind of even passe to talk about. But like, it's like clowns are like the like a foundation yeah. of like so many cultures <laughs> and the archetypes around clowns are like one company cannot own the archetype of the clown 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, like, for me, the movie, that's what, that actually has, what it has, what's been so frustrating in, in the post-premiering of the People's Joker uh, chapter of, of this movie has, like, right. been watching, you know, the quote-unquote illegal, like, like I mean, I put illegal on the poster. I put illegal queer coming of age comic book movie on the poster, but it was to get butts in the seats, and, and it like <laughs> it worked. Um, <laughs> but the movie, you know, like yeah, I worked with a lawyer when I wrote it. Um, you know, to really make something within the bounds of fair use, like everything I do in it, you'd be able to do in a documentary, and everything we did in it like you can i mean if i wanted to use actual footage from these movies you know because we recreated things from from todd phillips joker we didn't use any footage from the actual movie we recreated sets Mm -hmm. either in like a 3d space or Mm. with 2d matte paintings and stuff um and like but if I wanted to, I could have used footage from that movie because fair use also protects you from that. And the fact that it's funny and the fact that it's satirical and the fact that it is, um, you know, clearly... Um, clearly, the, the original, the original it's not, source it's not, is yeah, on it. It's not, pretending, yeah. it's not pretending to be the original source. It's a parody. So, like, it really, like, uh, from a legal standpoint... It's been so frustrating because <laughs> it's really like, yeah, like they can't like Warner Brothers would never last or they would never actually if it ever went to into a courtroom, it would never actually end up in their favor because the movie is protected by fair use and, and, and copyright law. Um, yeah. And it might actually like, dollar corporation. It, 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 it might actually like severely bite them in the ass to do it because it could open up a whole bag of worms that they don't even want to address or think about. Um because oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, none of these, none of these like superheroes are like original ideas. They're all like, they're all built off of like each other and like archetypes that have like existed before. Like, well, and they're also the ones, existed. yeah, who are like desperate to try and I don't know. I guess it's been almost our entire lifetimes that specifically, like DC's Joker has been acting as this like or chaos agent like we're tapping into the mythos of like the trickster and like it goes both ways then (laughs) yeah yeah you can't you can't like put you can't like make me look at billboard like billboards and posters my entire fucking life and yeah. then pretend like I'm not a part of the conversation. You can't That's make right. me yeah. like you can't like make me just exist in this like saturated superhero market and 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 not like want to look for myself in these mm-hmm. things. Like it's right. it's also I mean the thing because I do think like I think the 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 spirit behind copyright protection actually is like 100 percent. Um, valid and can protect artists yes but that's not yeah. that's not what this is it's like it's it's completely different um it's a completely different situation like the creators of the joker and batman are dead they're dead <laughs> and they're the guy dead. 
The guy who invented like, Batman stole it from someone else. In yeah, the first place. exactly. Yeah, literally, it's, it's literally it's 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 all it was all made by committee committee. Yeah. It was all made by like poor people just yeah. trying to fucking put bread Cobble on the table. Something. And like yeah. it's yeah, like you kind of and they become a shared language, like you're saying yeah. with the billboards, like like this like it's an ecosystem that we are all a part of and on we talk about on this show sometimes like the 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 role of fan art mm-hmm. in like building audiences it's 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 this sort of like um false scarcity mindset of like oh well they only got this audience because they made fan art or what and it's just like well then everyone make then put your fucking hat in the ring what do you like make a fan art out of it like it's like like i don't like it, it, we're, we're we're under this system where like this is what people are conditioned to like and buy uh, like people aren't conditioned to like and buy like um perfectly fresh ideas that have like no previous context to the person or their their what they grew up with like it's it's uh and it's also like a fool's errand like we're saying like to try to 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 escape your influences like they're always going to come out um like whether you're actually one-to-one making fan art or not Um, i mean for me like my my actual real life my in my actual real life one of the things that helped me realize that i was queer was going to see batman forever <laughs> with my uncle chaz and my dad uh i was 6 years old it was in baraboo wisconsin we went and saw batman forever and when it got to the scene where nicole kidman was waiting for batman in her nighty and like he comes into the window and she is like touching his his rubber nipples and yeah, like the rubber nipples it's yeah. it it in that moment i was i it was like it was like a fucking firecracker went off in my head and like i felt seen for the first time in a movie somehow like I, as a child like like i wasn't I wasn't like this wasn't a grooming this wasn't me getting like I wasn't watching gay porn I was watching a <laughs> fucking Batman movie that millions of straight cis heterosexual male children watched and got a boner for Nicole Kidman I'm assuming and I felt like I was Nicole Kid- I felt like I was like I wanted Batman to look at me the way she, he was looking at her. Yeah. I wanted to touch somebody with rubber nipples. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was that. So like, and that's basically a scene in the people's Joker. Yeah. And it's a great scene. So <laughs> like, to me, it's like, that is, um, that's like why this movie. And I think others like it should exist. And like, I, I really do think like people should do what, what we did um i think it's also the ruling class doesn't deserve to have a monopoly on these characters um like no and uh, you know and be the only ones like you know making uh you know making any money off of them like uh, yeah. there should be a, a, a liberation of these characters for like everybody to 
to utilize because, I mean, the state does know how powerful it is. That's why the military industrial complex is completely intertwined with Marvel and DC movies. Like that, that's, they, they understand that, uh, you utilizing that power in that way. Um, so it's all the more reason to, uh, expropriate it. (laughs) Well, and honestly, like, so Todd Phillips, Joker, did have a profound effect on me when I saw it. Like I, I've, I've loved Batman my entire life. And in like, it really felt like the first time. And I say, this as somebody who thinks Batman forever and Batman and Robin are the best Batman movies. Um, like it was the first time really seeing somebody use the characters in a way that there was like a fraction of clash conscience, class right. consciousness. And, right. um, understanding that like institutions can fail people like like arthur really does get left behind like i mean he has a mother who abused him and and all this stuff but like it's he really you know he the state fails him that is like really what finally makes him crack and 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 to me that that really did inspire me. Like, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have made this movie if it if it weren't for for the for the Joker. Um and and I think it's like kind of why naively I thought maybe I was gonna get away <laughs> get, you know, be able to do what we did. Uh because to me well, it you was will like, win in the end. Like you will win out. Oh, the, the people's end. joker's like, gonna be in no. Space Jam 17. Yes, you know, <laughs> They'll have Nate Faustin's penguin uh, plushies at fu- on the fucking Warner lot. In a thousand years, it's going to be the only Joker media to have survived. <laughs> and they're going to have to piece together our entire culture from it. That is the one thing I, I really do. Um, and if anybody listening has has the 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 way like because i i I don't think this exists but i want to create a physical media version of the film (laughs) that um that would Mm. survive like any any sort of any sort of uh cataclysmic destruction so that whatever like civilization comes next can use it to build Yeah. An entire religion around uh, the people's joker. Well, I, you know, even if, even, like, it's not, like, I, I, I want to tease that you might have some the- theatrical releases lined up. Um, but even if you didn't, like, you know, the I culture of, like, you, you can tease all, tease all you want, but I don't. I, Okay, so nothing's uh, official, but it, you know, not, I just don't want to quash that possibility of maybe it happening. But even if it did, if, if if you never show it in the theater, the culture of like VHS dubbing, like, you know, DVD sharing, like all Podcast of that would is, keep it, um, torrenting, keep it alive. To AMC. Like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like no, there's mean, no doubt in my mind that it would like, it would, it, you know, it would just, it would go back to like doing things that way. Cause like, there's just too many people who want to see it and like, will find ways to see it it's gonna happen (laughs) i mean yeah i mean that's that's been the other and i've been pretty kind of coy and quiet mostly to protect myself like you know this movie going viral was never like when it when i like (laughs) after i premiered it and we had to pull all of our screenings 
uh, afterwards because we basically negotiated with Warner Brothers Canada and we're like, hey, we got like a theater full of people ready to go. And you told us you gave us 24 hours. So can we just do this screening? And then. um, But uh, I've been pretty quiet since then but that's not for for lack of like like this movie's gonna get out there people are gonna be able to see it um it's 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 like i think the biggest lesson that i had from that premiere was like this film has a life of its own like it's especially now that it's done it's mostly done uh although we we you know we're we had to re-record some 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 voiceover we replaced a, vo- a voiceover in it uh, i can't i wa- i would give you that exclusive but i, I i'm afraid mm-hmm. i still need to protect who who we who were replacing and who we <laughs> replaced them with um but uh wow. damn we uh <laughs> it's uh what was what was my <laughs> There's a lot of we thought we thought exclusive version. It's like the cats. Like you got you saw. You are the last (laughs) two people to see the tiff cut. I think at least for now officially, Um, you two are the last people. I think. Well, I I I do. I always joke that we're gonna become like serious film reviewers um, and serious (laughs) film critics. So um, because it seems really easy and. And like you know, if people are gonna like, I, you do you even you reference the kind of like scourge of like kind of pop Marxism. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, we can do that. <laughs> no, yeah, like let's lean into the worst, uh, the worst parts of, of politics and comedy and where they intersect. Oh my God. Um, we could be we could do a ding every time someone misinterprets Lenin. Yeah, what? <laughs> have a segment about it. Uh, just you know, all the pomp. Um, this God, one has yeah. no. Oh, so, uh, I, I do want to. Like- if if I do want to just put it out there because yeah, uh, like if anybody anybody <laughs> yes. who has been waiting to see this movie for two years, I promise you, you're going to get to at some point or another and the wait is only going to make it more worth it because you have no idea what you're in for either way. It's, it it's- yearns to be free. It it yearns yes, to be free. It, it yearns yeah. to be expropriated. It- <laughs> <laughs> but also people don't want to have to do that. They want to support it and give, you know, the people who worked on it money. And- no, and, and, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. And like, it's, it's been hard. I mean, look, I'm, I'm navigating, um, art and commerce via a film that is very much about that. And I'm navigating yes. it. Some say, uh, gracefully, yes. I would say I'm crying every single day and I'm doing a ton <laughs> of psychedelic drugs every single day. Um, but, um, you know, I like we made this movie. I made sure I've been exploited. I have been exploited as an artist my entire career (laughs) and like it is, it is, it doesn't feel good. Um, you know, like, and you can be getting paid and still feel exploited, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to, I went out of my way on this film to make sure that every single person working on it felt at the very least not exploited and at best compensated. And, and I, I did, you know, I spent money making this, like it really, it was, 
it was a it was a very um you know my parents might call it a very expensive hobby that I had uh, for two years. You know? <laughs> I, 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 like it really. And, and, and at the end of the day, like I, I made sure that, you know, we, we paid our artists and, and, and I'm not trying to like make money off of it at all. I am trying to break even if I'm being a, maybe a little too honest on a podcast. Um, but like, yeah, like, I mean, that's also why, like I haven't just, Torrent like uploaded it to Pirate right. Bay like a ton of very oh, yeah. intelligent people make on the some internet. Of that back. <laughs> it could it could easily it, it's such a great film. It could easily make that back and yeah, like it has like a, so much fun stuff. Like like I don't even think our our conversation didn't even like really get into spoiler territory. But maybe I mean no, uh, before we get. You- also, thank you for the specificity. Like, I mean, that's what really was nice about this conversation is like, I do feel like we talked about the movie without like, we just scratched the surface. Um, it's yeah. nice because yeah, yeah. I haven't really been able to talk about this on anything but a surface level. Well, I would I would love to get into anything. it for in like this last kind of 10, 15, like um, a little more spoiler territory. But before we get into like more serious spoiler territory, um, can I always want to plug your Patreon as a way to support you. And sure. a way to, 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 um, you know, you could just do that. You could look at little, you can look at some of the process stuff. Like if, if, if people who want to see that this movie haven't done that yet, I would highly recommend doing so because there's a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Vera Drew 22. Um, we got a lot of the concept art on there. I mean, like that's, uh, you know, we had concept artists. These are all original designs of these characters. Cause again, it's a parody of these characters. <laughs> God, the and... amount of costume changes you do. Are <laughs> 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 so sick. Um, okay, so not getting into spoiler territory, I do really I love the reference to um Frank Miller Batman yes. office. <laughs> I uh, that was a very smart move, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. I do want to be. I I, I want to be as vague as possible about these, though, just because like oh, yeah. it is like again, you're the last two people to see the TIFF cut. I, I think I, I think I know who who is going to be cut out. I won't say it, I, but can I, I won't say who the person is. But can I say who the, the character I think it is? Yeah, for sure, Lauren Michaels. I can neither confirm nor deny, <laughs> but. Ooh. I love that. If it's a spoiler, the best, the best. I I mean, Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels is (laughs) Lorne Michaels is the villain in this film. So yes, Lorne Michaels is one of the villains, and also uh, UCB is mentioned um, as a different acronym. Yeah, Um, the United Clown Bureau is a. it's it's in our universe it's the united clown bureau but it's much like ucb it has a very uh, simple class structure that is broken down into into tiers multi multiple tiers that all cost uh like about three thousand dollars a piece right um yeah and i and so there's there was that aspect I did oh man, when we were talking about like tokenizing identities before too, like mm. these sort of places will tokenize your identity to, to the <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean that there's so much because like people um it's weird, like the people like people have seen the movie and and assume I th- I think immediately assume that like I'm a New Yorker or something, because like 
it is very much it, it's coming from a, a, a the somebody who was in the UCB training program, um, <laughs> but in NLA and uh, and I was just I was. I was doing comedy when I was like 13 at, at Second City in wow. Chicago. And I, you know, I, <laughs> I learned very quickly how queer people are put into boxes when uh, Sharna Halpern, the creator of uh, IO, aka Improv Olympic, uh, took mm. me aside and very passionately said, you're so funny. You're so young and you're so funny. You're like a young Andy Dick. Oh. And it was it was even at that age knowing <laughs> everything we knew about Andy Dick, you know, in 2012 even <laughs> that didn't feel very good. <laughs> and um and uh yeah, like I don't know, like queer people are put into boxes. I think like diversity teams like you know, like I, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a, like a gross, um, yeah. I mean, you reference it in the, in the film, like you reference it when, uh, you know, when Joker Harle- Harlequin, like, like, I, I love the way that like dead names are like bleeped out for like the memories. And then like when you have to actually, like when, when people are, are using them like in the real, in the like present, it, it's unbelieved. And, like use in this very like ugh, cutting cutting deeply cutting way yeah one of the one of the first notes i got on the movie that i knew i was not going to listen to was can you make the bleep noise a little less annoying um, <laughs> like for every time you know uh joker joker's dead name said like i, I just think it's a little too it's it's a little hard on the ears and it's like yeah i yeah. want it to fucking it's feel how it fucking feels when somebody calls me my old name like <laughs> yeah yeah it's a really a really successful device but then yeah when when joker is getting scanned to be on the cas like and like it's like does not compute like it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was also like I don't know, like because I I was fortunate enough to be able to like legally change my name. Like I did it like at a clinic a few years ago, and like I really I went into that thinking like, wow, all of my like problems of name change like on the like structural institutional level are gonna go away just like that. And it's yeah. like no, like anytime I like would go yeah. need like yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's completely Everything. the government remembers your any yeah. government name you've ever had, and they will remind you on every single form you need you to, just fill have to do out. it twice. Now you have to do everything twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you get reminded, you get reminded that you had an old name, and you're, you're reminded that you had, you know, went and got <sighs> it changed. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I I've never when, seen that in a movie. I was like, I like, why isn't that in a movie yet? So no, it, oh, great. That was like, that's de- definitely how it's like, like applying for jobs, like applying, like you know, <laughs> and and then like the cuttingness of like, um, like family or partners or people close to you, like using it in these like really cutting ways where you're, you're just like dragged, you're just dragged into this um other place that it's they know what they're doing like in a way oh completely 
completely (laughs) very very real um in uh you know and and i i just loved i uh, i loved a lot of like the place setting sort of stuff like the references to like ben folds (laughs) well that was like (laughs) so so like i actually I mean Ben Folds Ben Folds and Ben Folds Five is 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 like seminal like, queer uh oh, internet user comedy fan um without a doubt. That's, without that's what I'm trying to say. Doubt. That's yeah, what no, I'm trying to say. It's like such a universe it's like, you know, whatever like musical theater was to like Judy Garland era gays, <laughs> Ben Folds is <laughs> to to, to trans people i think <laughs> really it's so sad it's so sad that we just have these like suburban white guys doing rap music and we were like oh my god yeah uh it, it, in a way it was like it was like oh cool like i i like rap music and i like this type of music and now it's like a crossover it's but it's yeah it's so an angry piano man i need an angry piano i need <laughs> eminem but with a piano <laughs> yeah yeah it's- but like that sort of like crossover like internet meme type thing is like very in in line with like what culture has become and it's, it's sad it is like kind of sad that we have like these xeroxes of xeroxes of like of uh it's art. sad but you know it's not it's not sad to me know. it's so it's so it's honestly it's why it's why like i really i i i'm too i'm too new new agey and naive to have made this film because <laughs> it's like to me like it actually is beautiful that like it's just it's just the the real problem is that it's gate kept and and cost money and like you know right. we're told who who can who can and can't tell these stories like i love genre i love you know, I I, I don't. Well, I there's don't some amazing like- performances in the People's Joker, and yes. and I and I do think that you know the the Ben Folds Five version of Bitches Ain't Shit is a beautiful <laughs> performance. Like it's like I uh, it's just like it, you know it's just like the print like the kind of intellectual principle of it. I understand. Um, like but like at the same time, like no, there is like like the um the different line de- deliveries of um the whatever you say mr j like right like like the like the like sad one like the, like there's like so much pathos so much um like that is it's artistry and it is like it, it is working working within this like language that um uh, like you know we live in like this era of like hyper reference like oh yeah um shit but like to 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 ground it in this like queer story it's like it's it's really it's a cool crossover in my brain that makes all my synapses light up no i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad you like it i yeah i I think it's yeah and and like and to reclaim reclaim frank miller joker yes reclaiming it making it like and it gives um it gives jason's the character of jason like a lot of like uh, you know uh, villain origin story understanding much like you know uh todd phillips like you know the this sort of like oh yeah well jason jason is like clearly yes like 
it can't really deal with like his abuse and like pushes yeah. that onto others. And um, yeah, and 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 it and it yeah, it ultimately has this very like liberatory message of like everybody kind of working together within appropriate yeah, boundaries not, and not <laughs> like yeah and not like putting because i mean that's what's so like it's weird because yeah there's there's a real spicy uh take on batman and robin in this movie and i think it <laughs> might be one of the things <laughs> that uh has has kind of ruffled mm-hmm. some feathers at, 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 at the media conglomerate. Uh, well, they all know it. But, it's in the original source material. Well, that, like, that was my, yeah, like, to, to your point yeah. and, and what I was going to say is, is like, yes, yes, it's the movie <laughs> that, like, they're, the, the, sub, the subject itself of, of, like, a grown man, a grown mm. man <laughs> whose parents were killed when he was a child has yeah. all of the money in the world and dresses up every night and goes around and kicks mentally ill people's asses with his teenage counterpart yeah who he trained to be a killer using he trained him using the same magic and violence <sighs> that he had thrusted upon him by Raisha Ghoul <laughs> like it's it to me is like the most traumatic story in Batman is that dynamic and and nobody's nobody's explored it on a um well, on an actual human the, level yet. It's also just the perfect like combining that with like I mean especially since you were doing comedy at such a young age like the way that uh these industries then like uh, uh, consider consider these things a rite of passage, and that like if you don't, you know, in in UCB's case, literally pay your dues. It's that like oh, you have you don't have like a real experience of being a comedian and being mean and being awful and and pushing that back onto people. Um, yeah, completely. But, yeah, it's yeah. like it's 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 about like cronyism and it's about mm-hmm. like intimidation and these these ideas. Like, I mean, honestly. The biggest lesson that I've had, like, not not particularly in in the process of releasing the People's Joker at all, like, like I mean, like, I'm actually like I have a few uh, gigantic institutions that do like me <laughs> right now and and do want to protect yeah. me and and you know like, but like I learned very early in my like TV career, like you know just just like the people with the money and power that like say they want to protect you like it's it's never believe them (laughs) never believe them (laughs) like never believe them ever and like that's something that isn't just doesn't just exist inside of uh comedy and television and and it's it's in queer relationships like i mean i don't know that the the story of like jason and 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 in in batman in 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 the people's joker really comes it's it really comes also just from like really thinking about my place in patriarchy like by coming up in tv i mean like to to your to to your point like this movie would not have gotten as far as it did if i didn't already have a a pretty successful alternative comedy television career. Like I cut my teeth. I fucking ruined my life (laughs) making comedy, you know, like at at times, like it, it really like, you know, um, 
And I well, don't think yeah. that is the road that you should have to go down to tell to tell a story um, at all. It's 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 pointless. It's it's yeah. It's a, and 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 where where abusive. are these people like bringing up your other work that isn't like in a copyright battle? Like like you know the the series that you made um, with with Tim and Eric. I watched that when it was airing, and it's so fucking good. Oh, thank and you. you cannot fucking find it. It was it, it, like it was like a deconstructed sitcom. Um, what was it called again? I'm forgetting. Beef House. It, Beef House. Yeah, Beef House. That that and, show is like a fucking fever dream for me because it, so it was literally it was like it was like three weeks of my life. Some of the most grueling work I've ever done. It was a fucking blast. It was like being at summer camp, but like summer camp with like a bunch of old men, which is like uh, ideal. Um, well, and they're and also like, interesting. Oh, yeah. So like just the craziest set I've ever fucking been on in my life. Um, and, but you know, yeah, David Leva Hart, who you've worked with as well on like his show, which was oh, like, yeah. all, I watched that also so amazing. Like you, you have a way of like working like you have a deep understanding with like working with these people that I think shows a lot more like sympathy and understanding than like the original Tim and Eric. I mean, I love, I've oh, been a fan you. since I was, I've been a fan since I was like 14, but like, I, I like, I do understand the kind of critiques of like awesome show and stuff. Oh, as, well like, they even, know. I mean, they, yeah. yeah and they, Cause they, they, they even it, say, you know, like I, I've heard at least him say like, you know, yeah, we'd probably do some things different. And like, for me, yeah. I mean, particularly like what we did with I Love David, it was like like the David Liebehart show I made was kind of a deconstruction of David Liebehart, the like Tim and Eric character, you know, like really mm-hmm. like doing an honest examination of that. Cause this was a this is a man who I have known, I've known David for 12 almost 12 years now like i knew him when i was an intern at absolutely and i just knew him you know i knew him from the show and stuff but like my experience was da- with david was he'll he'll come into the office he'll drink an entire coke and then he'll just be burping the rest of the time he's there and he will um ask everybody to line up uh so that they can draw he can draw them uh and He's an amazing artist. He's an it's artist. Ama- I have so much amazing art from him. Like, and he's just this to me, just this like beautiful, sweet, weird old man wizard type. And uh, yeah, I was yeah. excited that I got to like, like, I mean, making that show with him. Like, I was so stoked. Tim and Eric basically were just like, yeah, go make like the gay David Liebhart show. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. I mean, they didn't say that, but you know, in so many words. No, and, and, and you, you, you like, like it is this really cool, like artist and social clash that happens. Cause he's like, clearly like was really fucked up by like Christianity stuff. And it's like, you know, I, I think a lot of queer people have a similar experience with that and have a lot of empathy for that and not like, you know, like I think a lot of the media would have you believe if like somebody says something homophobic or transphobic once, then they're like dead oh, in the yeah. water forever. But that's really not true with like the queer and punk communities like have embraced David Liebehart. Like I got to see him when he I, I went to SUNY Purchase. He played SUNY Purchase in like 2011 or some shit. And like, you know, like like seeing him uplifted in these kind uh-huh. of like punk spaces and like you know getting money from a university to perform and stuff it's like we all want to do that we all want to support him 
and we see that he's on this journey and like that he like is becoming friendly with um queer people and meeting them for the first time and like i do feel like he's gone through a kind of transformation where in like people's joker he like he's like yeah i i understand you are she like you know yeah yeah (laughs) no i mean honestly like so i my first day my first day on I Love David was the first day I took hormones. Wow. So like I, I was slowly beginning my transition uh, while making that show. And like what making that show looked like was I would go, I would drive over to David's apartment. I would call him. It would take him two hours to come downstairs because he has to take a bath. And he, I didn't know you were coming over, even though we, he, he definitely knew I was coming over. Um, uh, and like, you know, then I would go, I would take him to a, di- like when we were writing the show specifically, I would, we would go to a diner and I would just listen to every single idea he's ever had and try to like funnel it into some sort of structure. Um, but in that process, like we both really opened up to each other a lot. Like he became Cause, cause I don't know. I, that was a point in my transition. I kind of wasn't really talking to a lot of my friends. I was really throwing myself in my art and not, I needed to cut out all the noise around me. Like I, that's why I wasn't on the internet at the time. Like really the only person I was talking to at the time was David. <laughs> and, and like he, we both, yeah, I think we both kind of make each other better in a lot of ways. Uh, like, you know, he he had a very tough time getting my pronouns right like in the early mm-hmm. days and stuff but like was also the thing that gave me hope for people like that because now he i mean he calls me miss drew like i insist he calls me vera but he really likes calling me miss drew because that's how he was like raised to talk Proper. to a lady so <laughs> it's like cool um, and it, it kind of makes me feel like a school teacher though when he talks to me which is why i don't like it um but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah that's our association yeah no in a lot of cultures that is just a sign of respect and that is like yeah i don't know that's so cool it's so like, sweet it, it, like i think like intergenerational i think like i don't know talk to old people like go out and like old people fucking rock like especially like old artists like yes i don't know like i i think like like and that shows it shows it shows in how in how you portray david and all of your your stuff it's it's, it's so deeply respectful in in a way (laughs) where he wasn't always treated so respectfully and um and a lot of us who watched him and other artists like other weirdo public access artists like like it it comes from a deep sincere respect for public access artists and oh, yeah. like and other people could read that as like irony but again i don't believe that shit no is. fuck no 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 <laughs> and like that's the thing too is like i i mean like the i feel like the original like david the date the i think Ben Berman, one of the like original um like awesome show directors, I think was the person that brought David into the fold. And that was definitely where that came from, too. It was like a very deep love. Like all these guys from Philly just grew up watching fucked up crazy shit on TV and like had a deep love for it. And like I think David was like 
David is almost like this like prepackaged like Hollywood lore intersection of like punk like for generations yeah. too like he's got he's got some of the craziest stories about the seventies and like people that he ran into. Like, I mean, a lot of it is probably fake, (laughs) Um, but I, I made a, I made a a promise to myself when I started working with him. I believe everything that comes out of his mouth, even (laughs) when it's a lie about something I said, Uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no, I mean like he, he, and it's why like, I love working with him too is like I, I i love public access i love you know i hate the genre of outsider art or like the descriptor yes, uh absolutely. like i hate that descriptor but just for the lack of um you know an actual encompassing umbrella term like i love yeah. that stuff so much and like i feel so fortunate that i get to call him a friend like well, it's another like meta- metaphysical layer to the to the work that you're kind of like another like kind of hierarchy to like examine and like you know you, you have like that who's that amazing actress who plays your mom that's lynn downey um lynn is great i mean like she's i feel like great she's probably really, gonna blow yeah. up soon she's so she's so Phenomenal. And the, the child actor was really good. The child yes. era was <laughs> Griffin Kramer. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we, I did everything. I everything I did on this were things that I was told not to do uh, in my life. Like I filmed this whole movie in five days, uh, like wow. with a very small crew. Um, I mean, we had a few pickup shoots here and there, but like principal Ew. photography was five mm. days. Um, you know, you get told don't work with child actors. Like I worked with a child actor two of those days and they were half days from him because I really wanted to be respect as respectful as possible. This was also pre-vax COVID that we were shooting in. Um, so like, but he fucking crushes it so much and, and yeah, and David too, like David as Rayshaw Ghoul, like I really, so I also, you know, like I wanted to show Rayshaw Ghoul as somebody that was a person of color because that's such a rare thing too. Yeah. Like, I mean, this like this, yes. na- this made up name that is clearly not a white guy. Not uh, a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> has so never been played <laughs> by anybody but a white guy, really. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm so proud of all of the performances in that. Um, yeah, no, everybody and, and, and really it, did great. Yeah, it, it, it's it, you know, it's another like way way to like cut against like do- dominant ways of of uh, doing stuff and like think thinking about things in a different way, like and and like why there shouldn't be like this insider outsider bullshit. There shouldn't be like these like different hierarchies that like uh you know and 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 everybody could like find ways to kind of participate in in the movie um and and that like kind of communal art making process is like um is like really powerful and it's it's acknowledging like that like really all art is a communal process because you you can't you know you can't make your own paint you can't like (laughs) you know everything that you're doing is in conversation with with each other and i and i do i i i, I do think it's a it, it is like a um proletarian 
movie. I do think it, um, and if more movies could, could function in this way, um, it, it, it would like, I think it would like help people feel better because it like, it definitely helps all the people who were following it during the pandemic kind of like feel better and feel productive and feel like, um, you know, there's things that matter in the world and that there we can build up things when our, when everything around us is, is failing us, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, this movie, like making this movie really deep, like it, it, it kind of debugged my brain. <laughs> like it really like made me, I unlearned a lot of toxic ideas I had about what goes into making art. Um, and and that really could only come from again kind of breaking every rule that i was ever taught um about making art or film or or or, or anything and and i mean that's the thing too that i think a lot of you know i'll go on these meetings and stuff with producers and like they'll try to wrap their head around like the production of the movie and they're just like, how did you do that? And like, I'll, and, and they, it, their understanding immediately stops when I say that the bulk of the animators and artists that worked on it have never worked on a movie or a television show or anything. They yeah. just like, you know, make uh, 30 second animations online or whatever, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, it, like it's hard for people to wrap their head around, like that there's talent, um, everywhere everywhere (laughs) like literally everywhere yeah we've talked before on here about like that or at least i think a lot about how there's there's often um this like uh reverence for for serious auteurs who have the singular vision like you know kubrick or whatever and and kind of what always gets said is like okay well the structure of a movie like these kinds of artists and this kind of art couldn't exist without that and likes to completely uh, gloss over the fact that we're constantly missing art like this, which is like respectful and collaborative. um, And that this is the kind of thing that doesn't tend to get made. And, and, you know, these are like, you're able to produce movies like this only when you have reverence for all of the other people who are working on it. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And that's just not how, most films it, are made it's not right. how most things yeah. are made at yeah. all in, in in america it's everything's yeah. made unethically <laughs> everything is made unethically i mean like it's 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 like the amount of free work that i have to do <laughs> in my in my profession is fucking crazy like it's fucking crazy any other industry it would it would be like it'd be completely it yeah it would it it just wouldn't it wouldn't happen um right but i mean it's it's i don't know i i hope i hope like i hope the movie itself um (laughs) you know i hope more people can see it soon i'm i'm really you know people will soon but like i more than anything just hope more people are just inspired to do stuff like this especially if they like don't like what i did you know, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. do something else. Like literally like let that be the thing, like get pissed off that I 
did this. <laughs> but also, please, uh, people need to stop saying things like, you can uh, think the people's Joker looks bad oh, while God. still supporting the mission statement. Uh, that oh, doesn't God. make me feel good. No, it looks, <laughs> it looks good. good. It's, it's it. looks good. Demented, but that's yeah. good. <laughs> and also, it's part of it. I love... Um, that it's part of um, its own um, extended universe because I mean, there's obviously the references to the sequel, but then also the Mr. Boop scene um, yes. makes it tied to like the, I was the so blown illegal away comics. That, yeah, I was so blown away that Alec was down to do that because to me it was like you're like opening this door to basically say. <laughs> That the it's Mr. the same Boop universe. universe. Like, yeah, it's the same universe. <laughs> like, and you know how uh, literal some people will take this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so proud to have the first cinematic portrayal of Mr. and Mrs. Boop. Like, it is, it is like I want that on my fucking headstone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Wh- wh- yeah, if it, it they're they're trying to force like these these new like metaverse shit onto us, we'll just like make a a different version of that that doesn't use any of their infrastructure and yeah. <laughs> and it allows for every insane style you want to make your avatar like yeah. good actual metaverse. We'll we'll make we'll make the people's deviant art because deviant art is yes. going NFT mode and we can't be u- using it anymore. Oh, it's uh, crazy! <laughs> like it's just it's like I mean, <laughs> let this be a lesson, kids. Just like we can't, we really cannot rely on these fucking tech companies at all to like exhibit no. our work. I like, think it's, piecemeal, like using it to like connect with each other, yeah. like in yeah. these piecemeal ways, but really like it is grounded in like a lot of like physical interactions and experiences. And, um, and, and, and that is like ultimately what makes it interesting. Cause like, you know, there's YouTuber content creators who will, you'll, you know, utilize freelancers in very cynical ways like that might like use a similar method that that you used but like um you know it's clear that that one is very different from the other like (laughs) you know like like nft people will utilize free freelancers to draw their stupid bullshit and then like just turn turn a big dime off of it the thing that's like i mean like if if you're making some like because the movie i mean to your point earlier too it's like it it is based off my life but like it is a universal experience in a lot of ways and just like a lot of people want to make a batman movie like you know like it's kind of just a dream i guess a lot of people have (laughs) so like i i mean to me it was like there was this fundamental aspect of of it being like you know somebody can feel artistically fulfilled and that can be their if somebody's comfortable with that being their compensation then it's not exploitation. It's us making something fucking beautiful, maybe yeah. working too many late nights at times on it, but it's like us putting our magic into something. And like, that's, um, yeah, that doesn't exist uh, like when, when any sort of like company is involved. Well, um, thank, thank you for making so many people's like, you know, action playing, playing with action figures, <laughs> um, collision, like, you know, yeah. Uh, 
real, making it, making it real, making it a tangible thing and, um, an experience for, for so many of us to like look at and process. My um, happiest, I, one of my happiest memories of all time is like waking up with the design, like the final design of our Batmobile in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, and the name of the person who made it is escaping me right now, but it's because I, I think they only used a pseudonym, but um, mm. like, it it was it it was moments like that where it was just like cuz this this movie was so hard to make like it is hard i mean and that's to to like why you know it can't just be reduced mm-hmm. to well the internet like thank god for the internet because like coordinating with like 200 different artists is hard mm-hmm. with or without the internet like that it was a very challenging film to make but like there were these beautiful moments where it was just like yeah i wake up and like i get to see our batmobile like where it's like, oh yeah, this is all inner child work. At the end of the day, this is just really expensive therapy. <laughs> the people's inner child. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I feel you know we've kept you long enough. Um, is was there this good? I hope this was. I hope I did okay. Um, oh, oh, you did a mate. Are you kidding? No, We're good. not like you know. This is just a fun conversation for everybody to enjoy, and I you know. It's it and and you know some big professional podcast is gonna scoop you up and do like a oh, proper interview. No. Yeah, and well, we'll uh, see if I fucking even respond to their. <laughs> I will say I think like anybody who listens to this podcast would probably be obsessed with this movie. So yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of like, crossover. Yeah, <laughs> there are a is lot there- of jokes. That nobody except uh, the the total <laughs> brain poisoned. 10 people who listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's why I wanted to come on here. It really was yeah. like the right, like, I don't know. It's, I'm navigating, I'm navigating a tricky area now with this yeah. where, you know, I only want to talk to, I only want you two to be the last two people to see the tip. <laughs> Not some like just fucking cokehead, you know, on Beverly Hills or whatever. <laughs> that letterbox review, <laughs> that one person on who like only watched like was talking about the sexy skunk and their other review. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> is, is this a letterbox review of the people's joke? Yeah, this oh, was I have- like. <laughs> Uh, never mind whatever we're gonna uh, make a letterbox account to we're gonna make a letterbox account for this because yeah. we're gonna be film critics now we're gonna dive right, dive yeah. right in we're gonna we're gonna take over yeah um, no I, i'm glad i could give you that cachet <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that you ever. can plug that you're able to plug um be on the want. lookout for the people's joker talk to the cool people in your area yeah. ask them what's going on with it uh, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? And uh just follow me on Twitter, uh yep. Vera Drew22. I'm also on Instagram and Tumblr and TikTok, but I don't really use the latter two as much right now. That's great. It's lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for doing our little rinky dink show. It's hardly rinky dink. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> our professional I, podcast no. <laughs> for professional film <laughs> critic. <laughs> You have microphones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, thanks for okay. having me. This was fun. Yes, no, let's have fun. That's our tagline. Yeah.